You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, bittersweet moment here. Next three hours as we say goodbye to McLovin. We wish him well. Seton Pauli, Fritzie, McLovin, yours truly here on The Dan Patrick Show. Got to play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. Phone calls galore because I did say if you wanted to say goodbye to McLovin, you had to wait until Thursday. And Marvin says that he's being inundated with phone calls with a lot of people happy to say goodbye to McLovin. I don't know how to take that, McLovin, but I think there are a lot of people that uh, are going to be sad that you're gone. Yeah, but you know there's going to be somebody mean is going to call in. Yes, absolutely. Todd has a limerick for McLovin saying goodbye to McLovin. Maybe a couple of limericks. We'll have that for you. Yes. And I have one for him. You have a limerick. (laughs) Yes, for Todd. Oh, no. Okay. A limerick off? Whoa! Wow. That's spicy. Uh, Coming up, Brady Quinn will join us. I got to talk to him about what the college football playoff scenarios could be that if you have a forfeiture, we could actually have some nobody winning the national championship this year. We'll explain that coming up. Kurt Warner will join us. And, of course, Michael Buble is going to join us. His friends call him Boobs. So Michael Buble, Mr. Christmas, will join us coming up a little bit later on. We're going to sing to Michael Buble, not the other way around. Uh. I know. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We say good morning. Good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. If you want to see grown men cry, you can download the app and watch for free as McLovin in his swan song. McLovin is going to cry. Fritzy and I have a bet. I say I won't cry. And uh, the loser gets a pie to the face. What a way to close out the year. Yes, Paulie. <laughs> Choked up without the ability to talk counts as crying. No, yeah. no, we yeah. said tears. No, uh, no. Okay, here we go. I, uh, Choked no. up where you need to pause, where you cannot talk, exactly. counts as, on a radio show, counts as crying. Yes. I'm going to ask McLovin, do you need to see tears? I need actual liquid. I okay. need tears. All right, thank you. Not plural, though. But we said one tear. One tear. One tear. Yeah. Ah, tear. But I felt like we had this big emotional moment yesterday. There's no way. I feel like it's done. We've all had our emotional moments. Wait, that was emotional yesterday? I was actually surprised as emotional as I was emotional. Well, I know because you now are having second thoughts that you made a, a terrible <laughs> mistake. That's why you're crying. But hey, no take backs. You know, there's no receipt. That's it. Now, I'm going to give you, I'll give you the first hour. If you want to reconsider this, you can do that in the first hour. Olive branch. But after that, then it's over. Then you're gone. 10 o'clock Eastern, I have to decide my, yeah. Yes. So if you are reconsidering this, uh, you have 55 minutes. I feel like some people will not will not like if I delay on this decision. I should be saying, oh, no, of course I want to. <laughs> anything except full 100% would not be perceived well. Okay. All right. So you're, you're, I, you're I'm, gone. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Maggie Gray is listening right now. She'd be like, what the heck? Well, that's his new co-host, Maggie Gray, leaving us for Maggie Gray. Yes. She doesn't like any gray area. Eat it, Fritzy. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, wow. To honor McLovin's last day, we are doing a sale on all of our uh, Sportique collaboration products there. Go to danpatrick.com. We got T-shirts on sale there, limited edition stuff there. Check out all the gear. And uh, we had a wonderful year. And hopefully everybody enjoyed 
what they got. You're going to get it on time for the holidays. All of you who bought the calendar, that's a collector's item because next year's calendar won't have McLovin uh, and any nudity with McLovin in it. So uh, savor that. Hand it down to your grandkids. If you want to uh, sing like Mariah Carey, cook like Gordon Ramsay, you got a chance to do it. Masterclass, unlimited access to online classes from the world's best. You can give one annual Masterclass membership. Get the uh, other one free. You can go to masterclass.com slash Patrick. Terms do apply. You know the NBA has issues when they're signing players from the Big Three tournament. You have multiple players in the COVID safety and health protocols. The Celtics brought up one of our favorite players, Iso Joe. The Celtics drafted Joe Johnson in 2001. He's 40 years of age, been out of the NBA since 2018, came in last night, hit his one shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The league's running out of bodies. Johnson wasn't the only former star who suited up. Former Celtic Isaiah Thomas, he played 26 minutes for the Lakers Tuesday. Lance Stevenson gave the Hawks 23 minutes in a loss to Orlando. I don't know what former player is going to be brought up next, but, you know, it's not helping the overall quality. I don't know what it's going to be like on Christmas Day and night, what the Lakers and Nets are going to look like, but who knows? Anybody got Paul Pierce's number or Pau Gasol? Because you might need him. Poll question, McLovin, on your final day. Okay, we're going to start uh, negative uh, from Paul on the quarterback question. Okay. Team that should stick at quarterback the most. So that means the other teams might consider moving on. Miami with Tua, Indianapolis with Carson Wentz, Philly with Jalen Hurts, 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo, Washington with Taylor Heineke. The team that should stick. Yeah, which, their- which quarterback should stay? Not necessarily who has to stay because of contracts, because you told us about Carson Wentz's deal yeah. before. It's not easy to get out of. No, I don't think you can get out from underneath that contract. <sighs> It feels like the Niners have to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Feels like Washington should move on. If I'm Philly, I, I'd stay with Jalen Hurts. Indy, you, you have to stay with Carson Wentz. Miami with Tua. If, if you get Deshaun Watson, then you're probably going, then you are moving on, but I don't know. I would reconsider that with what I have to give up to get Deshaun Watson. And I think Tua has has played well. Maybe we don't look at him as a franchise quarterback, but he, he has played well, considering that his job was hanging in the balance, it felt like, for the first half of the season. It wasn't a question of if the Dolphins were trading for Deshaun Watson, but when. Uh, the team that should stick at quarterback... I'm going to say Philly. I, I, I like what they have with Jalen Hurts. I got a rookie contract there. We got some first-round draft picks coming up. And I would, I would build around him. I, w- I would have an offense that's built around him the way Baltimore does Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. But I, I, I think that they have a nucleus there. They got a couple skilled position players. They got a good tight end. Uh, got a good running back. You got a really good offensive line, and you got some draft picks here. I don't know about their head coach, but I do. I do like what I've seen with Jalen Hurts. I I think he's a weapon, and in today's NFL, you want that at your quarterbacking position. He might not be consistent. He might not be your prototypical, but he is a weapon. I can't say that about Carson Wentz. He's not a weapon. 
Tua, I don't know if he's a weapon either. Uh, Garoppolo's not a weapon. Uh, Taylor Heineke is not a weapon either. So, yeah, I, I would say Philly. Yeah, McLevin. The one we did put on there, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. I think I'd have to take them out of this poll question because that that there's a lot more attached to that. I haven't seen enough where I want to pay him $45 million. But I don't know what the other option is unless you say, would you take $28 million a year? Like, do you want him or you not want him? Because that's what it comes to. Like, we sort of want you at that price tag, but we don't want you at that price tag. And I think... It feels like Cleveland is going to stay with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, McLevin. Actually, Albert Breer yesterday said on the radio, it's not a report that he thinks Cleveland will get in the Deshaun Watson derby this offseason. Well, if I'm Cleveland, I get into the Russell Wilson derby, to Aaron Rodgers derby, Deshaun Watson derby. Why not? If you can upgrade, absolutely. I'd take any of those quarterbacks. Do they have the talent around them that it's worth it to invest in a guy like a veteran like that? Sure. A team people had them going to the AFC title game. People thought they could go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yes, Eaton. Indy though had seven Pro Bowlers and eight and six. I know. I was surprised at that. It's it it's strange that you wonder what they would do if they had a legitimate quarterback, a consistent quarterback. And Carson Wentz is never going to be as good as he once was. But it feels like oh, you have a great offensive line. You've got a, you know, a very good defense, and you've got a great running back. What's holding you back? Your quarterback. And that's got to be troubling because you, you gave up a lot, and he's costing you a lot. Yeah, Paul. You're right about the contract. They have to keep him for next year financially mm. unless they found someone to take him. He, Carson Wentz, with all the good stuff around him, He's got 23 touchdowns and six picks. On paper, it sounds okay. If you watch the games, it doesn't look great. No, there are times when it looks like he doesn't know how to play the position. There are other times when you go back to his MVP year, or he was going to win it if he didn't get hurt against the Rams, that you see sort of that, but it's it's not. It, it's just a glimpse of that. And that's a shame because he was great with the Eagles that year. Tonight, North Texas versus Miami of Ohio, UCF versus Florida. Uh, A&M taps out of the Gator Bowl. And I guess Rutgers, come on down. I did watch Army last night, and Army beat Missouri. And I like how people responded, hey, Army beat an SEC team. And I went, well, wait a minute. If I was going to say Missouri SEC team, I'd have it capital S, capital E, lowercase c, and then I'd probably put a C minus. C minus. So SEC minus team. Let's not say Yeah, they beat one of the one of the blue bloods. They got an SEC team. Yes. Yeah, so there's the SEC and the SEC ish. Yeah, Paul. I just checked the website. Technically, Missouri's in the SEC. So it, it, they're on the on the website. Okay. I still can't believe it. Well, that's where, you know, when you tell people you beat an SEC team, you just don't say who you beat. Yep. And yeah, we got a win against the SEC team in bowl game. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Who was it? Vanderbilt? Nope. Missouri. Oh, they're SEC-ish. Yes, McLean. Is this because they're a former Big 12 team? Is Texas A&M more SEC? Or is it just because they're bad that you're saying? 
And will Oklahoma and Texas always be SEC junior because of the same kind of phenomenon? Well, Missouri's not good. Texas A&M is good. They had a number one recruiting class this year. I mean, Missouri's not awful, but they're, it doesn't feel like that's one of those where you go, oh, that's right. Like Nebraska in the Big Ten. You're like, oh, you know, teams in Nebraska, Maryland, Rutgers. Although Rutgers probably stands above them. But you look at the records on the bowl games, and, and that's why they had to lower the, uh, you know, the minimum requirement of six wins. Because, you know, ESPN has all these bowl games. They want all this programming, but you got to find teams who are able to play. And now you're trying to find teams that can field a team. Hey, you know what they should have the six and five bowl? The Dan Patrick six and five bowl. <laughs> See students only. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's got a bowl game. How about, you know, Dan Patrick six and five bowl game. And you have to be six and five to get into it. Can't be six and six. Can't be seven and five. You got to be six and five. Get into the bowl game. Yeah, that, those are the kind of teams that I want to watch play. All right. Uh, what are the poll questions you have? Okay. There's a lot of people who want to say something about you. I don't know if it's good or bad. That all makes me nervous. I have one that I think would be easy for you to answer. Okay. Four rookies made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. If you could redraft them, who would you take first? Micah, Pers- Micah Parsons on the Cowboys, Jamar Chase on the Bengals, Kyle Pitts on the Falcons, and Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle for the Chargers. Slater's really good, but he's an offensive tackle, and that's why nobody's talking about him. But he was a really important draft pick for Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, and left tackles usually go one, two, or three. Yeah, yeah. I thought that they – and, and I think it, during the draft, people talk about that they got a real bargain there, a steal. Um, I'm going to say Micah Parsons because finding that guy changes your defense. Jamar Chase has been, you know – He's supposed to be the best receiver in this draft. That, that's why when I, when I had a, a source tell me, Jamar Chase sitting out, he is a better wide receiver than Devontae Smith, who was you know, going to win the Heisman Trophy. And, and he said he'll be drafted higher than any other receiver because he's a better wide receiver. In fact, my source said Waddle would be a better wide receiver than Devontae Smith. And that's been the case at least so far. Jamar Chase has not been a disappointment. He might be a surprise to people because he sat out. Yeah, McLevin. But remember we killed him during the preseason because he had a couple drops? Everybody yeah. jumped off the bandwagon. Well, he talked about how the football in college, when it comes at you, you can see the, the white circle on the football. And, and he was having a hard time picking up the football. And I went, that's not a good sign because they're not going to change the football for you. But he's somehow adjusted to that. Um, and by the way, nobody wants to play in the Pro Bowl, but then everybody gets and, and if you get slighted, if if you 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 get snubbed, you get more coverage if you get snubbed. Right? Demario Davis, people are talking about him. If he made the Pro Bowl, no one would say a word. If you don't make the Pro Bowl, that's where you get attention. It's a weird thing. Guys are like, oh, I got snubbed. Do you want to play in the game? No, no, but I want to be a pro bowler. Yeah, Paul. Like us for the sports Emmy. If we win, it's over. Yeah. The run of coverage. Yes. The fact that we uh, we don't win. I was going to say lose. God, if we win it next year when McLovin's not here, it, it would be, might be one of the great moments of my life if that ever happens. <laughs> one of the great moments of my life. Would you career. give up two of yours? I Yes. 
I'd give up all of these sports Emmys in here. Wow. If we could win it, and then we go up on stage, and McLovin somehow is somewhere with Maggie Gray, and they're doing their afternoon show or something. Yes, Paul. The weather outside mm-hmm. is spiteful. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. Yes, McLean. I just have this image of you guys jumping up and down, yeah, hugging, and me just sort of coming in from side <laughs> to angle. Just, I was like, why is McLovin in this pile right now? <laughs> um, I would invite you to the post party if, if we win the sports semi. Are they going to have hors d'oeuvres? Like, yes. Okay, good. But okay. you got to come up here. You gotta, oh, yeah. You got to do the 90-minute drive again. And you can, <laughs> you can bring Maggie Gray, too. If uh, you want. Is there a red carpet? Yeah. <laughs> we do actually have a red carpet. Yes, we do. We have a red carpet out there. Uh, giving out gifts to one another. We'll talk about that. Uh, I gave a gift to Tyler that Tyler has privately said to a couple of the backroom guys. By the way, the uh, most valuable backroom guy will be announced later. The uh, least valuable Danette is Fritzy. The most valuable Danette, uh, that will be announced a little bit later on. Uh, maybe a most valuable caller will have that for you. But Tyler got a gift from my puppy, Winnie, and Tyler was on the verge of tears. He called it maybe the greatest Christmas gift he's ever received. Pajamas with Winnie's face all over it. He is so excited. Is that what he's wearing right now? Yes. Oh, those are great. So if you're watching on Peacock, (laughs) Tyler has his pajamas on, and those are pictures of Winnie, and Winnie is in the cage. She's sleeping right now during the show. She's supposed to be sleeping, but uh, Tyler... Tyler was emotional, and I said, you're, you're welcome, Tyler. Winnie wanted you to have that. Very thoughtful. Yes, it is. Very thoughtful. She's a very thoughtful puppy. For eight months old, she's very thoughtful. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls, limericks, awards. We say goodbye to McLovin and Brady Quinn. We'll uh, have Brady joining us coming up here in a moment. Take a break. Back after this. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL. Panini America utilizes iconic brands. They have contenders. They have Prism, Donruss, National Treasures. You get instant classic trading cards. Most popular players, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, so many more. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NFL. Panini, the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some matchups for Week 16. Big Ben and the Steelers go to Arrowhead, hook up with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen and the rematch with Mac Jones and the Patriots. Baker Mayfield and the Browns go to Lambeau, take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Starter, continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, take the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Phone calls coming up. we got a lot of people who want to say goodbye to you, McLovin. I don't know if they are saying goodbye in a, in a polite way, a nice way, or they're glad. And they're more than happy to get on the phone and say, goodbye, good riddance, McLovin. Hopefully they play nice today. I sure you hope deserve so. It. You deserve it. Brady Quinn, Fox Sports College and NFL studio and game analyst. And he, of course, is on the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe radio show alongside LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox. You can catch them on Fox Sports Radio weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, which leads right into our show. Brady joins us on the program. Good morning, Brady. How are you? I'm doing well. And let me just say this, McLovin, I'll, I'll miss you. Sad to see you leave. Um, but, mm. you know, everyone's got to move on at some point. You yeah. know? Well, you were cut. You know, you got yeah, yeah. So you know what the feeling is like when the team that you're with doesn't really want you around anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and uh, you know, like I like I told you last week. You know, I had a nice little discussion with my my realtor who was really upset about the whole situation with the landlord. But uh, no, I, it's uh, it, it's uh, you know, uh, sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise. You know, when you get cut, do you get to grab your jersey and take your jersey? No, no, no. And and the worst part is, is there's like a sentence that's said, and then everyone knows what's going to happen next. It's usually coach wants to see you bring your playbook with you. Hmm. And I learned that when I first signed and agreed to my rookie deal with the Browns. And I remember walking in the locker room. And as soon as I'm walking in, I heard one of our uh, scouts had, had gone and said something to like one of the other players. And at that point in time, I, I really didn't understand like what was happening, but like literally that transaction was just taking place. And so that guy was getting cut to make move on the, ro- uh, you know, make uh, room on the roster for me to be there. And I, I've never <laughs> forgotten that, that sentence. And that's why I, I always tell, like, <laughs> I tell players and like young kids this all, all the time, because, you know, football doesn't last for everyone, but it, it's a great, game that teaches you a lot about life and so regardless of what level you know it ends for you just take your playbook with you uh so try to take you know create like a positive spin on something that that's pretty negative i had a couple of things here uh before i talk about what's going on with the college football playoff committee and the possibility of forfeitures in the national playoffs how about this the team that should stick with its quarterback miami indy philly the niners washington uh, what for next year? I mean, yeah. what's, what's the context of the question? Yeah, like you're set at the I, position. I, I, honestly, I feel like all of them, with the exception of Washington, and and Washington's like the interesting one to me. Where I, I think you you go back before the season, and you're, I'm still kind of questioning. Like, so what was the plan? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the guy, and that was just how it was going to go. And yeah, maybe they battle for the NFC East, maybe not. But I, I just I, given his age. And, and what's their what's their ceiling if that's if that's the decision you're making, you know? So I never really understood that whole plan to begin with, and so that's the one thing. Like one team assuredly that I can, I can tell you is going to be looking for a quarterback in the offseason. The rest of them, I think, they've all got young guys 
who I think you need to give more more time to. Yeah, but you've got to move on from now, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I, I look at that situation, though, just from the small windows we had to see Trey Lance, and he's not ready. And, and, and Garoppolo still has a year left on his deal. Now, granted, they can release him, and I think the dead cap's like 1.4 or something like that. But that might be a scenario where, and I'm not trying to compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, we saw Jordan Love initially, like, all right, he needs a little more work, too. He needs some more development, too. Trey Lance is a similar boat. And as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, he plays a winning style of football. You know, you can't take that away from him. He's accurate. He doesn't really turn over the football too much. He's not going to buy time and create a bunch of plays and all that, but he's, he's, he's able to help you know, this team win football games. And so I just I don't see a reason to move on from him so fast, especially considering some of the bad years that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have experienced. Like, do you really want to go through those growing pains again yeah. with a younger quarterback just because of where you drafted him? Well, I look at Philly, and, and I like Jalen Hurts. I just think they have to decide if they're going to build around him. Uh, Indy, they can't get out from underneath Carson Wentz's contract right now. Miami, I'd have second thoughts about making that trade for Deshaun Watson because you can use those draft picks and make yourself a better team. And I think Tua has played well enough to maybe hold on to that. The Niners, eventually they have to move on with Garoppolo and Trey Lance in the uh, on-deck circle and Washington, certainly. So I, Philly might be the one team that I would say out of all of them, like it feels like they're a little more set than anybody else. I feel like every single one of those situations with their quarterback, though, is unique. Like, one of the things I'll say about Jalen Hurts from following him from Alabama to Oklahoma and then to the NFL is that young man's gotten better and better and better the more he's played. And I really thought he took a jump from the frustrations that we would hear from Nick Saban in the spring game when he's mic'd up, you know, about, you know, throwing the football and not playing more from the pocket to then doing that at Oklahoma to a degree and then continuing to get better at that at the NFL level – I just think he's the type of kid that the more he plays, the better he's going to get. And, and I think he likes challenges. I think he likes, you know, the, the way Nick Sirianni and him, the rapport they have. And so he's the type of guy that even if you do build out around him and you find out two years from now, like what his ceiling is, it's just not for you. You know, you're still going to have that team set up, though, for whoever the next guy is going to be to have success. You know, then you look at Miami. You know, the way Tua Tungavailoa was handled last year and this year I just don't know how you can sit there and look at it and say, like, he's, you've really gotten a clear picture of, you know, what he's capable of being because you kept jerking him in and out. Yeah. And it yeah. never made any sense to me last year. Yeah. And the offensive line that they've rebuilt is finally starting to mesh a little bit better. But, you know, by and large part, they haven't had much of a consistent running game. And so, you know, his, his accuracy is obviously one of the best in the league. He's been able to make some plays. I know people talk about him not having the strongest arm, but he can still make all the throws. So I, I, I'm kind of more of a believer, too, in just seeing what he is, at least next year, unless you really do feel like you can get a better quarterback via a trade, and, and whether that's Deshaun Watson or anyone else. But obviously with Deshaun Watson, there's a lot of potential baggage that could come along with that, and that's obviously the risk, I think, for any team that's looking to say, all right, can we get better than this, or, or should we continue to build it with what we have? Four rookies made the Pro Bowl. If we redrafted, what order would they go in? Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Rashawn Slater. I mean, are we putting a premium on the position? Because, yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Micah Parsons, as good as he's been this year, is like Dallas lucked into that position, right, due to the injuries and all that. So if he could redraft it, he's probably going first overall Yeah, with the way he played. 
Now, I, I mean, maybe that sounds like it's um, – and maybe that sounds like controversial to a degree, but the reality is you could put him up for defensive player of the year and he, he might win it. And I don't know if there's, there's been any player that's impacted a team or at least a side of the football more so than Micah Parsons this year. So I, I think he would be the first one you take off the board. Yeah, I you agree. Know, Rashawn, Slater, Rashawn Slater doesn't get enough credit because he's a tackle. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't look at what he does and we say, oh, like th- this guy has been playing at a high level. He's been as good as probably most tackles in the league this year as a rookie. So I'd probably say second, and especially when you've got a guy like Herbert he's protecting. You know, Chase would probably be third. I think he's been everything that was advertised. Uh, advertised, And, um, you know, who's the fourth? <laughs> uh, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is as good as Pitts has been at the tight end position, you know, that, that team's just got so many issues, so many holes, and it's going to be hard for him to turn things around. But to me, between Chase and, and Pitts, I, I think Chase has had the bigger impact as far as the two pass catchers. Talking to Brady Quinn, uh, former Notre Dame quarterback, NFL quarterback, and of course works for Fox Sports. I'm trying to figure out this college football playoff policy that was uh, written this week. Uh, why they're putting it out now kind of boxes them them in. But, uh, you know, they're talking about if one of the four semifinalists is unable to participate because of a COVID outbreak, the unavailable team will forfeit. Its opponent will advance to the national championship. If both teams are unavailable to play in a semifinal game, it would be declared a no contest, and the winner of the other semifinal game would be declared the national champion. The, I guess, you know, the national title game is January 10th, and it can be pushed back to no later than January 14th. Are they trying to scare these teams, these players? Like, what? Get, give me the logic uh, behind this. I don't know. I don't know if there's much logic to it. I mean, I, I think maybe Cincinnati's somewhere hoping and praying that everyone gets COVID and <laughs> they'd be able to be declared the champion, right? I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me in this whole thing. But um, the reality is I don't know why they just can't reschedule or push it back. Um, I, I, I get their semifinal bowl games. There's a lot that goes into the preparation for these. It's not like you know your typical regular season game. There's a lot more that goes into it, the hotels and the people flying in and everything, how it's booked. Like, I, I understand all of that, but there has to be some degree of, this is for a national championship. You know, we, we, we'd like this thing to play itself out. And, and I also wonder, like, what that burden is where a team decides it's going to declare it's going to have to forfeit because of COVID cases. This isn't the NFL. You have more than 46 active players that can play in a game, Right. You've got, what, 85 scholarship players on most teams, whatever the case is, but 100 players in the team. You can field a team. It just may not be all your starters if that ends up being the case. So I, I'm not sure really what the point is outside of maybe motivating all the teams to get boosters. But even in that event, I don't know that that, that provides them any additional protection like we see with the NFL where if players are vaxxed, if they're asymptomatic, they're not going to get tested. It's only if they're tested. Yeah. If they were implementing a policy similar to that, then it would make sense to you know sense for me to say, okay, like you know some of these teams, like I think Michigan's going to get, boost, they're all going to get boosters together as a team. Well, if they're incentivized to do so because it, look, look, as long as the kids are asymptomatic, they're going to let them play. That'd be one thing. But to the best of my knowledge, that hasn't been the statement that they've made. So I, I'm not sure if they just feel like because of all the news coming out with this particular variant that they're saying we need to get it out there, what our plans are, so people aren't shocked by it. Maybe that's part of it. But uh, I just, you know, I'll be really curious to see if these teams can kind of hold on 
or if Cincinnati somehow ends up not even have to play another game and winning a national championship, which would be uh, pretty interesting to see that, you know, the reaction to that. Who's your pick to win it all? Well, I think Bryce Young, which I've been kind of pounding the pavement for him all year. He, he's one of the best quarterback talents like I've ever seen. Um, and so it's hard to pick against Bama just for that reason. Wait, wait. Like would you put Bryce in there with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and like how? As as, as far as talent wise, yes. Like the types of throws he can make and how he plays the game as a young player in college football is unbelievable. I, I said it before the year started. I said I told everyone back in the spring to take the betting advice he's going to win the Heisman. Here's the other one. He's going to be the first two-time Heisman winner. Now, the only thing that would stand in his way is an injury or if he decide, decides to bounce after next year. That's, that's really it. Because I think he's talented enough to win two. I don't know if he'll be in college football long enough to do it. But he's that good of a player. Um, and so it's hard to pick against Bama and their track record and all that for, for that reason. But my anticipation is you're going to see Georgia and, and Alabama play off again for the national championship unless everyone gets COVID. Um, and I think it's going to be hard to beat a team twice. And I think that's where you maybe see Georgia finally mm. get over the hump and, and, and they end up winning the national championships when it's all said and done. But I, I just, it, it's hard to bet against that kid. The way he moves around the pocket, the way he can create plays, utilize his legs. He's as accurate as, as you'll see. So I, I'm a huge Bryce Young fan, as I'm sure you can tell. Brady, thanks as always. Uh, Merry Christmas to the family. And uh, we'll talk to you in the new year. Yep. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. That's Brady Quinn from Fox Sports. Uh, he co-hosts the radio show Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, the show that precedes ours in Fox Sports Radio. Uh, a couple of phone calls. People want to say something nice or just something about McLovin. Andrew in Washington leads us off with the McLovathon. All righty. 5-7-165. Okay. Well, uh, a couple points real quick before I get to the obvious of, uh, you know, wearing the T-shirt that says, you know, win or lose, we celebrate. I think that's a fitting T-shirt for today with McLovin leaving. But um, no need for a most valuable caller, maybe a most valuable guest, you know, um, that might be one to go. Also, with um, Todd Fritz being by himself, maybe he wants a new fan club president. I'm putting my name in the ring. Big Todd Fritz fan. I think the food separator from North Carolina may have too much on his plate, if you get what I'm saying. Okay, I got you. Anyways, um, I do have a McLovin limerick. Um, I would like to say, though, that McLovin has made all the regular guys feel like they can do sports talk. You know, he's been like an all-time <laughs> caller that made it. You know, none of his stuff is too far one way or the other. It's kind of in the middle. He brings up stuff that we all think about. And uh, I appreciate that because he makes me feel good for my points. Okay. But um, here's real quick, here's my limerick for McLovin leaving. Okay. All right. For a while, Andrew would stop by and say hi. He finally got a seat, but we didn't know why. McLovin started against the grain. He took on pros that laid the pain. Now we all have to say goodbye. McLovin, thanks for all you've done, and good luck. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah. Got a couple other limericks. Todd has a limerick. McLovin has a limerick for Todd. We got more phone calls. Play of the day up next here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. No Johnson, left-hand dribble to the free throw line. Moves to his right, 12-footer, tough shot, got it. <laughs> make a comeback to your old stopping ground. 20 years later, Joe Johnson has scored for the Celtics. That's courtesy of WBZ, the Sports Hub Celtics Radio Network. Joe Johnson, just the second Celtic to score a point at age 40 or older. Robert Parrish was the other one. Also, the uh, second player to score as a 20-year-old and a 40-year-old on the same team. It's a good trivia question. This guy scored as a 20-year-old and a 40-year-old. When I tell you the name, it'll be obvious. Dirk Nowitzki, 20, 40. That's your play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For instant classic autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. Here is uh, a limerick that was set in by uh, Scott Burley. Several years ago, DP gave the nod to the best shark cider on Cape Cod. We wish he could stay, but all we can say is, why can't you please take Todd? Hey. <laughs> wow. Day before Christmas Eve? I know. Come on. Christmas Eve Eve? Eve of Christmas Eve. Wow. That's not nice anytime, but especially It's right not, now. but... But it's a, it, it's good. It's a good limerick. Yes, Seton. That's actually been kind of a funny bit of shrapnel from Andrew leaving yeah. is the amount of people being like, well, wish it was the other per- <laughs> this other person. But <laughs> so not necessary. Oh, at least spell my name with two D's. Yeah. Uh, Todd, you have limericks for McLovin. I got some more phone calls here. I do. Okay. I have two. Can I do what, both of them? Is, is this what you emailed earlier? I did. And you're going to go with these? I think so. Okay. What does that mean? All right. And you're really going to say that out loud. But you did write a limerick earlier. Oh, I'm not going to do that one. Oh, okay. That's definitely off the table. Okay. These T- are for Todd Andrew sent a, a not for safe limerick earlier. Now, that's not that not uh, safe for work? No. that was. I think that was like I took a verse from Winter Wonderland oh, okay. and gave it to my own okay. spin. Your own spin. Okay. We can't do that. Here we go. That's not even a newsletter. No, here we go. We celebrate, but there's still some pain. A big part of things we cannot retain. From breaking glasses in the box, football's whizzed at him by jocks. Thanks for being so against the grain. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Todd. You got it. And my second one, you can handle a second one. Okay. He showed up and kept coming back. Fitting in, he just had the knack. His poll questions a sensation with much self-deprecation. Always a Danette. He's sharp as a tack. Okay. All right. He got some... Wait. I can outlame him. His okay. Oh, McLovin's got a... Lim- Is this a limerick off or a lame off? It's a limerick off for oh, okay. sure. All right. Okay. Here's okay. This McLovin's. Is my limerick to Todd Frizz. Okay. We were thrown together by fate and you were a great back row mate. Now we'll go our separate ways, and I'll see less traffic delays, but our relationship will always be great. That's very sweet. It's very thoughtful. And he actually wrote it in a book. He got, he got us all a, a, a gift, a book, and I got a Seinfeld book, and he 
wrote it and signed it and everything, so I can have wait, this in my wait, book wait, collection. Wait, what relationship are you talking about? <laughs> relationship. Well, there's a lot you don't know about. No, uh, just relationship. I don't know. It fit. I needed. To... I don't know if you guys ever had a relationship. We, yeah. don't, we don't date and like go to the movies together, no, but, you, but we're next to each other like all like a long time right next to each other. He's actually booking my daughter's bar mitzvah right now yes. as we speak. <laughs> I am like, we'll be, he'll get invited to kids' way. Like we have a relationship. We, you know. McLovin got books for everybody. Got Todd a Seinfeld book. Got Paulie and Anthony Bourdain book. It got Seton. Uh... The Dave Grohl book that just came out. Okay. And McLovin got me the same gift that Fritzy got me. Yep. <laughs> Fritzy got me a Led Zeppelin book. And McLovin comes in, and then McLovin gets me the same exact book, but he put a nice note in there. So I said to McLovin, well, you can't take it back because you already wrote in it. And I gave him Todd's gift to me to I take back. It. Yes, I re-gifted it right in front of Todd so McLovin could take it back. He's not even bringing it back to the store. He's keeping it for himself up here, which is fine. So I actually got the McLovin a gift. Yes, McLovin. Well, it all started because I was in the bookstore and I saw this awesome Led Zeppelin book. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, would love this. Obviously, great minds think alike. So, Todd, you still owe me. Technically, you still do. owe me a gift. The other thing that's ridiculous is there's like 50 books at least about Led Zeppelin and we picked the same exact one on all the books that have been written about them. Did you get other people gifts? No, nah, I remember sending, uh, getting gifts a long time ago and I was made fun of and there was like cheap little copies of their favorite players and it didn't go well and it, to this day it still <laughs> sits with me where I thought it was a nice gesture. It's like this piece of crap that you put through like a Xerox machine and call it a gift. I'm like, you know what? Okay. That's the first and last okay. gift. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Yes, Paulie. 2013, Todd walks in and gives me one of those frames you get like like the, the frames at Target, the black frames yeah. 8x10 and he went on a kind of uh, old color printer probably at his house and printed out a random picture of Walter Payton slid it in the frame and, and gave it to me so not I got that like on eBay and granted it wasn't like some thousand dollars you know the thought that well, whatever happened to that phrase I guess it doesn't exist anymore the thought the thought counts. counts but the gift really counts <laughs> I'd rather I, try, yeah, I would rather have a great gift than the thought you know, I'd rather have little thought in a great gift you guys are all the worst <laughs> the day before Christmas uh, Eve is what you're doing Paulie got me alcohol it always, always fits. Yeah, it always does. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Got me some. Seton got me a bottle, too. <sighs> what, McLovin? I can't believe, t first of all, Paul got a frame. I just got a color printout of Mike Schmidt playing. From I think I got Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a no crappy frame. photocopy of a Mickey Mantle picture. <laughs> crappy. I may have signed their names and pretended it came from them. It wasn't even like a real We were all like, Todd, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, it was like, thanks. How'd you know he was my favorite? I was like, what is this? What are you doing? <laughs> Clutter from my desk. Thanks. I got enough crap. Then I got to add this thing. Paulie threw his out the same day he got it. The same day. No offense. Yeah. No offense. Because <laughs> I, I, I see Paulie leaving. He's got the picture frame and he puts it in the garbage can. I go, wait, are you throwing that out? He goes, yeah. Todd had already left. Yeah. I, for emphasis, actually, he think he ripped it and then threw it in the garbage just to make sure it could never come back to life somehow. More phone calls, more tributes, more love, more hate coming up. Also, Kurt Warner will join us. I hear he's got a movie coming out. And Michael Buble, the great singer, will join us coming up in the final hour. One hour of the books, two more to go.